We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're not going to get kicked out of a press conference. We're not getting appearance fees, but we are going to preview the RBC Open and Canadian Open, and we'll probably talk a little LIV as well. You're listening to Gaming Golf with Jeff Ritter, Scott Jensen, and Jeff Erickson. We'll be right there after all this. No. everybody welcome to gaming golf jeff erickson here with jeff ritter and scott jenstad and i already cut off jeff ritter once uh, <laughs> we're off to a flying start it's a super busy crazy week right now in golf guys i mean i i want to talk rbc and i want to talk memorial but i mean how can you not start off with all the shenanigans going on at the liv tour it's wild uh it's just there's news flying out left and right players Every player's had to make their own decision, right, about whether they're going to participate. Every de- every decision carries, you know, weight and things behind it. And every player has a story now to tell. And so it's just very, mm-hmm. very busy time uh, on the golf news beat. Uh, and, yeah, Tiger, you know, is out of the U.S. Open, too. Yeah, that, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tiger Woods. Yeah. Carry on top. So, But, but Phil will be there. So it's just, uh, you know, it's just very busy. It's insane. It's uh Seeing or people will just he? hand I mean, in their PGA Tour membership is pretty wild. I mean, there's just something very, very final about that and very serious about that that I think makes it hit home even a little heavier of like what this is and um, where this where is this going. So, somewhat fitting that Kevin Na's final tournament is at Colonial, uh, but you know, I don't know. I mean, it was he didn't because he didn't play Memorial last week, right? No, he did not. Uh, yeah. I mean, I assume he'll be at the U.S. Open, um, but uh, yeah, I I love, I love I love Kevin Na weighing in on like how the Ryder Cup points will work in this. Like that would ever be a consideration for Kevin Na. <laughs> <laughs> he, he almost made a Presidents Cup team, didn't he? He was like almost like, there for Kevin. Yeah, but if like DJ wants to weigh in on that, sure. But Kevin Na, like, come on. But uh, question is, is are we going Liv tour or Live tour? Is there like an official like way for us to say it? I don't even know. 
I say it live. I feel like okay. I hear that the most. I heard that they actually, I think the intent was it for it to be the Roman numeral 54, but I don't oh, okay. know that that will ever catch on at this point. Um, yeah. That's I think, like, that's like Super Bowls only, right? Yeah. And I, a lot of their marketing stuff, it, it looks like you would read it as live, like, the, you know. I just, I, I wish like all these press conferences are so bad. I just wish one of the guys would be like, you know what I'm doing? I'm still competing in a profession I love. And they offered me just more money than I could turn down. And that's kind of the way it worked out. Like I just, I mean, we know why they're going. I don't know. I think I just have more respect for if someone's just honest about it. Like DJ, they offered him more money. He's made in the tour ever. Like I just, I don't know. Just be honest. I mean, I don't think anybody would be that offended if you just were like, they offered me so much money. I just couldn't say no. It's wild to me that Phil's getting more than DJ. Yeah. 200 million. That's, that's bonkers. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, Allegedly, yeah. there you go. Right. And, and apparently, apparently, some of that like works off. Like, as you, if you win, you don't get like some of that's already built in kind of front end money. I, I heard too, but I mean, it's still, it's an ungodly amount of money to go play golf. Yeah, it is. Um, the DJ once blows me away because he may, it may be in just prize money. DJ hasn't made that, but right. in endorsements and appearance fees and all that, I bet you he's there um do you guys I, think like all endorsements go away once this all kind of plays out and he's playing on tv in front of you know 500 people and all that and you know not popular and people are upset about it you think endorsements go away if if endorsements it is tricky because there's a lot of companies that still do business in saudi arabia that are they're just global and right uh probably not going to cancel you know it, it it's just going to vary company but I, I don't think companies are just going to in mass, like everybody on this tour is going to have no endorsements. Right. I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. You just wonder, like someone like Adidas, like they pay DJ to be on TV, you know, six hours a day for a, a full weekend and um, with a certain amount of millions of people watching. And that's just, I mean, the viewership's not going to be anywhere near what, what, what we're used to. What do you think the YouTube numbers are going to do? I mean, I, does anyone, aside from this week when it's kind of like the newsworthy story, like after that, is anybody going to care? Like, are you really going to go watch a tournament where there's like four or five guys you know playing and then nobody else? I just, right. I don't see the interest of it beyond like a kind of USFL. Like if you really, really love golf, you really, really love football and that's all you want to watch on a Sunday. Sure. I just don't think golf has that. I mean, people love golf. People love watching golf. But I think a casual fan will just turn on the PGA on a Sunday afternoon, not not the live tour to see DJ and Louie and Phil and a couple other guys. Maybe the weekend's Phil's plays, but I think that's about it. Yeah. I think they're going to need to cycle players in and out. I think, uh, you know, if Ricky is, did Ricky officially jump in? I don't know. He's, I didn't see that. I thought I read somewhere that he was on his way or, but I, like, I don't think Liv's t intent is to have this be the 48 guys that just travel around and play it. Like they kind of want some of the bigger stars bumping it. And they want the fields to be larger and just more dynamic. So I, I think that a lot of the interest will depend on that as their ability to continue to recruit and, and, build up yeah I, I think that the model is similar to what soccer tried to do where the top teams the premier league and the la liga and you know they try to form their own cartel and have like a super their own super league basically but the fan backlash was so great that they they backed out on it the last second i think that they're trying to kind of i mean not that result they're trying to model but that whole like guarantee that these top names are guaranteed but uh yeah uh have we heard that you know, the U S open is going to allow these players to play. Is this yeah. Yeah. They okay. said, they said they had a press release this morning that said that they, they went over it and they, as long as you're qualified, you're allowed to play. Interesting. Interesting. I'm so, I, I would have thought USGA would have been in lockstep with the PGA, but not so much, huh? 
No, they printed there's there's like a three paragraph press release they put out and pretty much said, you know, they can't get involved in all kind of stuff, but they're going with anybody that's qualified and under their rules, that's what they're going forward with for now. Well, I gotta imagine the masters will follow suit then, right? What I would think I would guess. I mean, the masters each each organization is gonna make their own decision, but mm-hmm. this certainly, you know, this sets the bar. Yeah. Uh, sure feels like these guys can play three majors a year if they want to. Yep. Yeah. That's and, and the TPCs out too, and all those. But yeah. Anyways, it, it's it's a wild and developing story, and of course the list dropped like nanoseconds after we yeah. finished recording last week. And you know, oh my god, DJ! I, mean, I wish I, I wish I had seen it. I would have traded DJ DJ one of you guys for sure. And pennies uh, <laughs> on together. the dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could have climbed out of, uh, all the way up to thirteenth with uh, that that massive windfall. No, he would have gotten. He would have gotten DQ'd for putting some substance on his clubs too, but eh, not uh, brutal. Yeah. I'm st- I'm still I'm still hurt by that Hideki one. I uh, I had a five or six lineup in DK that actually cashed with Hideki getting two points. But uh, what uh, could have been? I was six for six, but it was kind of like a eh, cash. I didn't have like anybody in the top five. Cam Young shot like a ninety-seven on Sunday. Um, that round that round was insane. I think it, it actually was like eighty-seven or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was really bad. It, it was like. He had Erickson putting for him or something like that. I don't know, but it, it was really bad. All right, let's move on to RBC. There's a lot going on here with the Canadian Open. Uh, good field, actually, uh, f- especially in light of live, in light of it being the week before the U.S. Open. I would have thought it would have been – I didn't think it would – some people like to use it as a tune-up, but I would have thought it would have been closer to some of these lesser tournaments, not the good field that we have. Yeah, it, it did surprise me when I sort of like just came up for air and looked at this field to see, oh, you got Justin Thomas, you got Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, World Tour, you know, he's still he's still in there. So the top tier is is really tough this week. I mean, you still yep. got a lot of the go- a lot of the players who are in the game right now, uh, looking for a U.S. Open tune-up, and uh, so here we go. It is an interesting week on tour for sure. It's. I don't think this golf course is going to play anything like Brookline. I mean, this is this is a relatively short and a quirky golf course with thick rough, and it's all accuracy and approaches and short. It's a little different than a U.S. Open track, but uh, it has its charm and its quirks, and it, it produces a variety of winners. So I am looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's tough from a from a DFS angle because the top of the end of the, of the bracket or the the field is really good, but it falls off really fast. Like when you get to like that's true ninety three, ninety two hundred depends if how you feel about Chris Kirk or Special Munoz. Like you get to that range and it falls off super fast. It is hard to find guys that are cheap this week, and it's tough because there's so many great players over ninety four hundred you want to play, but finding cheap guys this week, the depth of the field is really weak. It's just the top end is really, really, really good. Well, there you go. So, um, I mean, I guess that's the uh, trade-off there. Let's jump right into it. So, the top end, there are six golfers at 10,000 or more. Starting off, Scotty Scheffler at 11-1. As you alluded, JT's playing at 10-9. Rory McIlroy seems to be playing all the RBCs. He's at 10-5. Cam Smith's at 10-3. Shane Lowry's at 10-1. Sam Burns at 10,000. This is a really strong top of the order here. Jeff Ritter, who do you like? Well, first I want to welcome Shane Lowry to the 10,000 tier. Uh, Right. Playing great all year and uh, DraftKings has finally caught up to it. So I think I'm, I'm still inclined. I think uh, if you can, if you can fit Scheffler in your lineup, I would sign off on that just based on, I mean, what's the worst he's done lately is lose a playoff or he said, I just been so hot. I think also this is a great Cam Smith 
golf course setup. You know, again, he is, I think, arguably he possesses the best short game on tour right now. And uh, if you can get around greens uh, that are tricky, quirky, short golf course, I, I, I think this is another one that is that is set up for Smith. And so, I mean, if you can make Scheffler work, if you can make Justin Thomas work, you know, I don't, I don't know. We had his win and then, you know, the predictable letdown and let's see. Now it's the build back up. He's still having a great season and deserves that price. But I, I go to the guys. Uh, I start with the Masters duel, basically, of, of Scheffler and Smith this week off this tier. Uh, I really like Cam Smith, too. We talked about him last week and kind of, you know, how, how would it be very playing well versus the course history? And he kind of blew the course history out of the water, played pretty well, finished 13th. But in this tier, um, with the discount I get off the top, I'm going Roy McElroy. Just, I mean, he's just playing so well right now. You look at the last 24 rounds. He's first in this field in TD Green, first in the field in ball striking, first in the field and off, off the tee. So, like, not just doing well, but, like, elite playing better than anybody else right now. Uh, I get a $600 discount off Scheffler, $400 off JT. I'm going to go ahead and start a bunch of lineups with Rory. Uh, just on fire right now, four straight top 20s. I know he was only 18th in Memorial, but, you know, lost strokes putting, just to kind of kind of struggle there, but still gained seven and a half to the degree. And I think Rory's just playing really well right now. He's won. The last time they played this tournament was, what, three years ago, and he won – uh, on a different course, but, you know, has won in Canada. Um, I just think – I think he's playing the best out of the top tier here. I think he's really using this as a tune-up, maybe more than Scheffler and JT, who had just won tournaments. Um, give me Rory at 10-5. I'll take the discount and kind of roll and start with there. All right. Um, no interest in Sam Burns? Sam Burns is actually my second off this uh, off this list. I like how he's playing. I just – at 10,000, there's enough guys in the nines and the high eights that I really like that'll probably get squeezed out on Burns a little bit this week at the price. Okay, let's move on to the nines. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick at 99, Harold Varner 97, Corey Connors, a little home, home juice pricing there at 96, their Canadian uh, pricing. Tyrrell Hatton at 95, Tony Finau 94, Adam Hadwin 93, Sebastian Munoz 92, Chris Kirk 91. Keith Mitchell, 9,000. Scott Jensen, what do you got? Man, I love this range. That is a great range in a tournament like this. And I think that I'm going to try and at least get one 10 and one 9 or maybe two 9s or maybe three 9s. I'm going to try and figure it out because I think that the 8s is a kind of a weak range this uh, this week because I think of the 7s and the 8s are kind of the same. They're all they're all tough. There are a couple guys in the 8s I like, but um, I love Matt Fitzpatrick this week. Uh, missed the cut last week all on putting. Lost seven-point strokes putting. He was putting really well. Putted terribly last weekend. Uh, super accurate off the tee, which I think you really needed this course. It's very thin fairways. Uh, as Jeff mentioned, the heavy rough, a lot of trees. You're going to have to hit fairways here. Um, his approach gain has been pretty good. Not uh, not great, but uh, good enough. But you look at the field the last 24 rounds. He's third in tee to green, seventh in ball striking, third off the tee, third around the green. Complete game right now. Um, I liked him as a fade last week coming off the crazy hot putting. Uh, now we get a cold putting week. I do really like him. Um, I also like uh, Tony Finau, too. 9,400 seems like the game is finally back. Um, he was fourth at uh, the Charles Schwab, gained uh, over seven shots, T green, 4.9 uh, approach. He had that rough stretch we talked about a lot earlier in the year. Um, has had great T degree numbers in, in three of the last four, not just good, but great. He's made six straight cuts, two top fives in there, five top 35s. This feels like a, a field that he's a little underpriced at 9,400. He's kind of like the bottom of the really good players that are playing this week, and then it really drops off after him. So I do like him. And then I think uh, I'll let Jeff talk, but I think uh, Corey Connors and Ice Hunters are also playable. Those are my three favorite guys here. And these are really a really good range. There's a lot of playable guys. Um, I think Harold Varner is mispriced here. 9,700, I think, is way too high for Varner. I don't think he fits in this group. Yeah, Varner also punching up the tier now this yeah. week, along with, along with Shane Lowry. Uh, I think um, 
I, I flagged Fitzpatrick. I still think he's on the in the midst of one of his. I think this is the best season ever. Um, hasn't won on a PGA. Hasn't won on the PGA Tour yet, which is surprising. But uh, this is another shorter, quirky golf course. You know, I, I tend to just steer away from him on longer tracks and back into him when it's ball striking and short game. And so this is what this is one of those weeks. And uh, I also think Tyrrell Hatton uh, had a good week at the PGA. Uh, tends to show up at big events and big fields and just, you know, I think, I think he's a guy that he wins everywhere in the world and you, you think he might win a little more on the PGA tour. Maybe this is going to be one of his weeks too. He's played well. Uh, strokes gain approach stats are, are strong lately for Hatton. So Hatton Fitzpatrick are my two up this year. Yeah, Hatton, Hatton's first in this field in short game too. So if you do, if you like your point before with the small greens, if you get some short game stuff, he's been, he's been playing really well around the greens. I, I like, I like all four of those guys. It's a great, great range. Do you like, what do you think about the Canadian angle at the Canadian Open? Extra pressure on these guys or a rise to the moment? I have a stat for you, Jeff. Oh, uh, I like no, it. No Canadian has won the Canadian Open since 1954. And who so, was that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I could look it up quickly, but it's uh, Guy Lafleur. Definitely. He's no longer on tour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So perhaps you want to go against trend and say it's overdue. It's going to happen. Give me Corey Connors. Give me Mackenzie Hughes. Or I don't know. Or it's just one of those weird quirks. Of- the the answer to that question is someone named Pat Fletcher. Hmm. That sounds like know. a Canadian name. I do not know who that is, but uh, I like. I, I think. I think it's a little bit added pressure for Connors because you know he's definitely the Canadian guy, uh, but he's playing so well. Uh, should be a good course fit. He is a really accurate driver of the ball. Um, I think it's a little more pressure though, but I do, I do think he's still, he's very playable. I think it's just, it's, just, it's a tough range. There's so many guys I do like in here. Well, can, Adam Hadwin's a Canadian hope too at 93. I mean, you can, you can have him. Yeah. He, I mean, I'm just saying he's right there uh, in terms of expectation level, probably. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the eight thousands. Former friend of the Ritter team, Patrick Reed at 89. Uh, Justin Rose, 88. Sahith Degala, current friend of the Ritter team at 87. Johnny Vegas, 85. Mackenzie Hughes, Canadian, 84. Rasmus Hoygaard, 83. Brendan Todd, 82. CT Pan, 81. Jeff Ritter, what do you got? Well, I, I've gotten burned by Reed and Rose one too many times. This is <laughs> in a past podcast. So I'm, I'm back to current friend Sahith Thigala, who is – I, I mean, he's playing his way into this rookie tier. I mean, Cam Young's been incredible. Davis Riley has been great. But Gala was was right there early in the year. You know, he's a lot of top tens, had the lead on Sunday at, I believe it was Phoenix. Um, it but, was. You know, just looking for a guy who maybe is having a second peak and getting comfortable, kind of comfortable again on tour and playing really well. Uh, I might start with him. And then I also like CT C- Pan, uh, again, just come, looking at the stats and his approach game as someone who's been playing well lately and uh, nice course fit. So those are my two favorites off this tier, but um, there's several others that are intriguing, but I, I would, I'm going to put Reed and Rose up on the shelf, <laughs> not going there this week. I I do not like the top end of this range. I think the way this field works out, I am not paying up at the top end of this range, but a couple guys at the bottom, I'm going to echo Jeff on the CT pan. You look at, uh, you look at the top five, you took the it's shot gains approach in this field. Last 20 rounds, the top five guys are all uh, 10,000 or above. So all the elite players, um, number seven, eight, nine are all over 9,400. So that's eight of the top nine over 9,400. CT pan is sixth in that group, at uh, shot gains approach. He is uh, in the last 20 rounds playing really well. 
8,100. He made the cut last week and he made a 10 on a hole. Yep. Like that is, that is crazy. At a par five, he's five over on the hole. I was like, oh, this one's done. All of a sudden he started making birdies, made the cut, battled back. I'd love to see that. Has struggled off the tee a little bit, but you got nine straight weeks getting on approach on a course like this. I think it's really important. Seven straight made cuts. He's priced up a little bit. I was hoping to see him in kind of the mid sevens, but 8,100, I think he's still playable. And then uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, your guy, Jeff, Rasmus Hoygaard. I think you have him in our league, right? Uh, I had Nikolai Hoygaard, and I right, had uh, because he played like two tournaments. And then, yeah, so I do not have him. But uh, so, he's available, I think, if you want to go pick him up. In fact. Rasmus is playing well. He's made uh, – worldwide, he's 11 for 11 on a cut on cuts this year. Um, he has two top 20s, his last three uh, DP Tour events. He was 10th at the Dutch Open, 16th at the British Masters, both in May too, so like very, fairly recently – um, his last two PGA events, he putted really well. And that's, uh, you know, a little bit scary there, but he was sixth at Punta Cana. He was 18th at Valero. Uh, didn't play great at Valero, but putted really well and kind of saved himself there. But it just, he's kind of competing around the world. Um, some top 20s. That's what, four top 20s in the last few months. Um, I think 8,300, he's playable, but I'd probably lean CT Pan first if I had to go one guy in the range. All right. Very good. Uh, before we move on to the 7,000s, a quick note from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And a quick note from my dog, Harley, as well. Uh, many quick notes from him. Uh, hopefully it's not too distracting for you guys. Apologize for that. Uh, let's move on to the 7,000s. Again, I will not enumerate. I won't list them individually. I'll let you guys just tackle them. Uh, it's top half of the 7,000s. Scott, who do you like? 7,000 is tough this week. These are, you know, last week we were dealing with Aaron Wise was in here and he finished second, like really good names, guys playing well. Um, it's a tough range. You have to kind of take a little leap of faith, but um, my first guy is going to be uh, Pat Perez. Um, I think he gets helped a little bit on a course where you don't need to be long. He's made five straight cuts. Uh, last couple of tournaments, he was 12th and 26, which is really nice. Um, hitting it well, Tita Green. So I do really like, uh, I like Pat Perez. We just playing Except really well. Except he withdrew. Oh, when did that happen? 
Uh, we have a note today uh, saying that he's out. He withdrew from the open. So well, that uh, that's the first time that I didn't have a guy withdraw on Thursday morning on my event. Yeah, so that's, so that's you're good. getting ahead of the curve. I like that. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip down. Sorry about that. I I saw Adam Shank withdrew when he was my other play way down to six thousand. So this is. <laughs> It is a bummer. Uh, I'm going to go Tyler Duncan then at 7,500. Um, I think he's another guy that's a very, really good course fit. He's uh, he's 10th in this field in driving accuracy. So um, really good in terms of just hitting fairways. Um, he gained 4.8 in approaches uh, at, at AT&T. He gained, uh, he gained well T to green at Schwab last week, finished 15th. And he's just a guy who's playing well, who kind of fits this course well. And since Perez withdrew, uh, my second name in here would be, would be JJ Spawn, who pops up in a lot of the stat models. Um, he's very up and down. But his ball striking numbers, uh, you look at this field, he's sixth in ball striking last 24 rounds, 10th in approach. So he's one of these guys that kind of pops stat-wise, but it's very up and down, uh, some risk with taking him. But I think he can actually be up a leaderboard, but he can also miss the cut. But uh, give me Duncan and then Spawn. I apologize for my Pat Perez. That's uh, all good. It probably just happened right before. Um, yeah. Our colleague, friend and colleague, Len Hochberg, always recommends Tyler Duncan on shorter courses. Yeah. Um, so He's super he, accurate. Yep. Jeff? I had I, I didn't realize that that Len was on Duncan too. I was going to say this is I had Duncan queued up as new name of the pod to the podcast Tyler Duncan, but uh, Scott beat me to it. But I, I like the profile a lot for this golf course. Um, he's an accurate player, quietly ascending, which you like out of this tier. Just give me a give me a reason. We think we're going to make the cut and maybe make some noise. And uh, I think there's enough there for Duncan. So he's really my one guy. I have, I have a really hard time in the seven thousand tier of. Okay. Really How about the lower sevens? Like anybody <laughs> in the lower sevens? Oh, I Duncan was my cheat code because he's right at seventy-five, where I could, <laughs> I could play him in the upper tier or lower tier. Uh, but I don't, you know, as I skim, as I skim through it again, I don't. You know, we've got Duncan our, was our other friend tier. of the podcast, Austin Smotherman. Although it hasn't been, I, I don't believe. I think he's on hold for two run. I got to look him up again. Um, he's at seventy-five. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he made he made the cut last week at Charles Schwab, but did not play well. That's back to back week losing shots, gaining approach. So I'm a little worried that uh, he had a little bit of a, a smotherman wall there. He blew <laughs> up on Sunday, 78 on Sunday. Would have been in line for a pretty decent uh, place yeah. otherwise. But Sunday was tough. I mean, Sunday a lot of people blew up on Sunday yeah. for a reason. It's when the course is at its toughest, so it's not like you can just write it off. It's you're supposed to blow up if you're not playing well. Scott, how about you? You like any low sevens? Uh, I'm not going to say that I like anybody. You're going to need some guys down here. If we want to play these top guys, you're going to have to put someone down here. Uh, a couple names. I do like uh, JT Poston a little bit. He's very up and down, but the thing I like is when he's up, he's actually um, competitive. He has two top tens. Um, he's also has double missed cuts in the last five events, but he's gained an approach in five of six. So hitting the ball pretty well. He's gained huge in Tita Green in two of his last five. He's lost in a couple. So he's very up and down. But someone who does, if you find a good week, can actually uh, make some make some gain here and actually make the leaderboard, which is which is a good thing. My other guy, maybe he's a little more floor based, is is David Lipsky, who has made um, four or five cuts, had a sixth in Mexico, was thirty seventh last week Memorial, forty eighth at Schwab, twenty fifth and eighteenth. He's playing really good golf right now. He's gained an approach in five of six weeks. He's seventy three hundred. I think he's playable as a guy that like not going to win, not going to make the top twenty, but can get in, make the cut. And I think down here, uh, if you get cut makers, six out of six can be very, very, very difficult this week, especially if people want to play those guys over nine thousand. Everyone wants to get a couple of those guys in the lineup. Getting the cut makers down here is going to determine who wins. I don't think you need top twenties to be here. I think you need guys to make the cut. And I think Lipsky's a good uh, a good formula for that. All right, cool. How about in the sixes? Any other cheapies you like? Either of you? I think uh, I think Brandon Wu is interesting. I don't remember. Did you pick him up, Jeff? In there, I did. Uh, and yeah. then 
He made a cut last week, and again, he was another Sunday blow-up. He went, he, he went back-to-back Jerry Rice on the weekend. Yeah. Did he really? Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, yeah, I 80, mean, 80. a young guy finding his, you know, trying to find it, I, I'm not necessarily scared off. You're looking for a cut made at that price. So I think he's interesting. The other guy, I, I do have one new name, new name for the podcast. Uh, this is always a good time of year to go looking for those NCAA grads who are now coming out, feeling good. They've been winning everything for, for a few months and confidence is high. And so Chris got her up. I might be blowing that last name. I didn't, I didn't, I've not seen him play yet, but he's priced at 6,300. He is your Haskins award winner. I'm pronouncing that correctly. And if you're the Haskins <laughs> award winner in college, you are the best player in America coming out of school. And so he and was, he, uh, he was seventh at Puerto Rico too, right? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's not his first go around. He's popped. He's had one event. Wow. And it came in seventh. So perhaps the stage is not too big. He didn't win in the last month, but I four four straight top tens in the NCAA. So the kid's feeling good about himself. He's up in the big leagues. And I think at that price, 6,300. I mean, now, now you can put a Scheffler in your lineup or you, maybe you can get two guys in the 10,000s and take a shot at the kid that's probably going to be carrying his Oklahoma bag around, you know, <laughs> for the week. But this happens every year. There are guys that come out of college and, you know, they make a little noise in the summer and maybe the setup's there for him. Yeah. This year hasn't been a hype year. Like the year that, you know, we, you know, we saw Bryson yeah, or, or, or Hovland and that, that class, uh, yeah. Hovland and Colin Morikawa and yeah. Wolf all at the yeah. same time, you know, and Scheffler was all in that same group. I mean, we haven't had this, this isn't it, but you know, you never know. Jeff, first of all, I'm glad you finally got my Jerry Rice joke as you looked up what his scores were on the weekend. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> a lot on my mind. I'm kidding. Usually I don't. Usually I don't I'm get translating for those who are not nine, diehard Niners fans or on this planet or anything. Not like I mentioned J.J. Stokes. I'm like, Jerry Rice is a pretty big name. Yeah. Um, couple of names in the 6,000, and I kind of leaned into the I'm gonna, I want the guys to make the cut, so I'm going to make them fit the course. Uh, my first guy is uh, Satoshi Kodaira, who is uh, very accurate off the tee, but short when he drives. But it doesn't affect him. We got 7,000 yards this week. We need we got tight fairways. Um, he has a lot of missed cuts, but when he plays well, he really actually plays well. He has four top 35s his last eight. When he hits, he tends to really hit, and it's a pretty good setup for him too. Um, I also like a guy we've probably never talked about in the podcast ever, 6,500. Uh, David Lingmurth uh, kind of fits this profile too. He's short, but he's top 10 in fairways gained. He's a really accurate driver of the ball. I gained 4.2 shots in approach last week. Memorial finished 48th uh, in 2022. So far, he's made four of five cuts. So I think, yeah, again, you're trying to get guys who make the cut down here. I think Lingmurth will make the cut. I think he's going to hit the fairway. Again, not going to win. I wouldn't bet him. I wouldn't bet him top 10, anything like that. But I think he makes the cut. And this week uh, at 6,500, making the cut is going to be very, very valuable. Yeah, made it last week. Uh, yeah. Solid. Not not spectacular any round. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I had Kodaira when he won that tournament. Um, it, it was I, it was a couple of years ago. And it was pretty sweet. Because uh, he was, like, dropped and picked up and picked up and dropped again. And just, yeah. Uh, good story. Uh, yeah, RBC Heritage. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I always have a soft spot for him on that one there. Yeah. I but, think, I just think both those guys make the cut. I think they kind of fit this course really well, hit the fairway, hit the green. Um, I think both help your lineup and, and make the cut. And that's kind of all you want this week. Exactly. All right. Let's shuffle on down to the SI sports book. Take a look at, at our betting sheet this week. Yeah. Maybe not as much volume this week, us open next week and all that, but uh, let's take a look anyhow and see what we like. What do you guys like this week? 
Uh, I'm going to go with, I still like Terrell Hatton, 28 to one. I did like Scott, I've, I've just started to shy away from betting guys who are less than 20 to one on straight tickets bets, but 28 to one for Hatton. I like that a lot. I'm going to do my uh, fantasy team hedge bet with Patrick Reed at 40 to one. I just feel like it's coming. I feel like it's going to happen. Uh, and then I like, I like CT Pan and Sahith Digala for top tens. They're both 11 to one uh, just to crack the top 10. And then uh, I'm trying to see if my, do my eyes deceive me? Is it 50 to one for our man, for our new friend of the podcast, Chris Goddard out of Oklahoma, just to make the top 10, 50 to one. Why that, not? Is, that is that is correct. Yeah. I see that feel also. Good, feel good story. All right. That's it. That's that's enough for this week, but uh, I'm in. Uh, I think this is a week where the field is so top heavy that I just want kind of some shots at these, maybe these second tier guys. I think that can win the tournament. So I'm going to go three guys under 30 to one, but uh, none of the elite guys. So I'm going to go Matthew Fitzpatrick at 18 to one. I think he's got a really good chance to win this week. I'm actually going to Tony Finau this week at 28 to one. I think the game is coming together and he's a pretty good field for him to uh, compete in. And then I'm going to go Terrell Hatton with Jeff also at uh, 28 to one. I mean, it's a really good price for a guy who's you know, just playing well, plays tough courses well. Uh, you know, we see him in majors, kind of just gets it around. And I, I really like Hatton this week at 28 to one. It was between him and Connors for me at 22 to one. I think I'm just going to take the higher price and go with two guys who I kind of have uh, ranked pretty much the same. Uh, then I'm going to drop all the way back. I'm going to have a couple bucks on CT Pan at 55 to one. Then uh, a couple bucks on Tyler Duncan at 125 to one. Probably a top ten on Tyler Duncan. Also, I think is a good play. We had uh, Brendan Steele last week cash for the uh, cash for the top ten. He just snuck in there at uh, at T10. So these T10 bets can really be good on these deeper guys. So you don't think can win, but you know maybe uh, maybe sprinkle the leaderboard like uh, like Steele did last week. So I'm going uh, I'm going Fitz, Finau, and Hatton. I think one of those three guys uh, wins this week if we can get past the the Scheffler, Thomas, McElroy. I think they're a little too highly priced this week. So I'm going to go second tier with guys who I think can win. All right, one and done. Strategy, do you spend on a big name this week or do you take a shot? Uh, I think that's really the question. I mean, because there, there, we all are going to have at least one or two big names still left. The problem is, do you want to spend it? Spend one of those big names when you still have two majors left and then the uh, playoffs still left? I, uh, I'll go first since Jeff went first on the betting. I don't have a lot of the big names left. I've re- I've weirdly kind of used the ones that happen to be in this field. So I'm going to drop down kind of second tier. I'm going to go with Tyrrell Hatton. I have not used him. I thought about Cam Smith, but I like Hatton a little bit more on this course. Um, so I'm going to go Tyrrell Hatton as mine with, uh, with the thought that I think he competes this week. It's a good pick. I somehow have Cam Smith and Justin Thomas left, which shows you how much I've mismanaged this pool uh, this <laughs> wow. year. So... But I'm not going to use them now. Uh, I'm going to go. Hat's very tempting, but I'm going to. I'm just going to be different, and I'll, I'll take my my kind of co-favorite. Uh, I think that I think Fitzpatrick's a great pick. I'm going to take him this week. That that would be my pick, except uh, I've used him. Otherwise, I would have picked Fitzpatrick. So I love that. Yeah. So I was hovering over Fitzpatrick when you said that, but talk about mismanagement. I have Scheffler, Cam Smith, Rory, and Fitzpatrick all still remaining, or I could go Finau. I've got lots of options here. Take Rory. options aren't good this late in the year. Take Rory. Uh, I, I am going to take Rory. Um, and then I'll do like Fitzpatrick as my alternate pick. Because always on officefootballpool.com, you get to do an alternate pick. As we've learned, that you're an idiot if you don't use an alternate pick there. Because withdrawals happen. They happen all the time. So that's why they provide it. You need to use it. Um, any about, other parting what thoughts? About your, what about when your guy gets DQ'd in round one for using a – Three that you get nothing like, and like it. That looks we're, like a we're, we're, we're pretty sure Patrick Reed turned him in, right? 
looks yeah. like a looks like a third grader. Painted. Was that his playing partner in the tournament? Was, I don't actually don't think he did, but it was Reed was his playing partner, which is actually pretty funny with how it worked out. Yeah, no doubt. Tremendous. That is really funny. All right, guys, any parting thoughts before we take off? Um, more more than anything, Jeff, have a good trip, man. I look forward to look forward to hearing about it, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. So uh, safe travels to you and the family, and I hope it's great. Thank you much. And while we're wishing well wishes, happy birthday to Scott Jenstad for uh, the gaming golf audience. They can wish him to you as well. There, uh, you can. We'll look for yeah. You know, have a have a great one. Uh, Appreciate that. No problem. Well, as long as you guys, if you guys are both just praising yourself, I mean, I think, <laughs> I think you're both okay. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks, Jeff. I'll take I'll take okay most days, so I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, be well. Uh, it'll be just the two of you next week for the U.S. Open, and I'll be back for critical tournament that that critical stretch run between the u.s open and the british open where we've we're at various places in the midwest so uh be looking forward to that as well send us uh send us your one and done at least so we can make fun of yeah you. it's rory it is rory no for next week next week oh yeah yeah i'll do that i will do that otherwise right. i'm giving you danny lee <laughs> all right very good all right guys take care thanks for listening to gaming golf have a great day everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.